When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Long Acres Finance channel. As we get close to the end of August, it's time to see which dividend aristocrats look attractive for the month of September. This monthly dividend aristocrat series I've been documenting on my channel follows three simple strategies that in theory, and thus far in practice, can offer a better total return than Noble, the dividend aristocrat ETF. The easiest way to gain exposure to dividend aristocrats is to simply buy shares of Noble. But if that's what you were interested in, you wouldn't be here trying to find out which individual dividend aristocrats present a better opportunity right now. So let me tell you how my three simple strategies work, and why I believe they are a good starting point to finding the best dividend aristocrats for you. The first strategy is based on a simple valuation model using dividend yield theory. Here I compare the current dividend yield to the trailing dividend yield, and if the current yield is higher than the trailing yield, the given stock is potentially undervalued. I have a Google spreadsheet that automatically updates this information for me, so I can log in and see which dividend aristocrats are potentially the most undervalued at any given time. I selected the 10 most undervalued aristocrats for September last night, and I'll show you who they are in a little bit. I have also tracked how well this top 10 most undervalued list has performed compared to investing in Noble and SPY, the S&P 500 ETF. Since August 1st of 2021, this strategy is beating Noble by 9.05% and SPY by 19.4%. It doesn't beat Noble or SPY every month, but over a longer period of time, some of the potentially undervalued investments have recovered nicely and generated alpha for this strategy. The second strategy I cover is focused on the future. Here I try to predict which dividend aristocrats will have the highest long-term rate of return. I forecast future returns using a simple formula that includes three factors. The first is the current dividend yield, which you will highly likely receive if you invest in a dividend aristocrat. The second factor is a return to fair valuation based on dividend yield theory. This borrows the valuation figure from the most undervalued strategy and assumes that each aristocrat can revert back to its long-term trailing dividend yield. So if an aristocrat is undervalued today, it will get a positive boost in the future from a return to fair valuation. If an aristocrat is overvalued today, it will result in a negative impact on the future return. And the third and final factor is the long-term earnings growth forecast for each aristocrat. I pulled this data from Finviz that sources multiple analyst estimates, and I also tack on a discount to this estimate just to build a little margin of safety against overly optimistic estimates. The latter two factors are annualized and added to the dividend yield. And the final number gives me an annual return forecast for each aristocrat. I don't actually expect this forecast to be a good indicator of what the actual return for each aristocrat will be. What I count on is that the aristocrats with higher return forecasts will perform better than the aristocrats with smaller return forecasts. I have tracked this strategy since August 1st of 2021 as well. And thus far it has generated 6.18% of alpha over Noble and 16.53% of alpha over SPY. It's not doing as well as the most undervalued strategy, but I think in the long run it will catch up. The third and final strategy is called the blended strategy, because it's essentially a blend of the first two. Here I use the same approach as I do for strategy number two, to find the 10 aristocrats that have the highest return forecasts, but I limit my selections to only the potentially undervalued aristocrats. The blended strategy has also worked out well, with 5.99% of alpha over noble, and 16.34% of alpha over SPY. It is the weakest performing strategy, but not far behind the other two. Now each strategy also offers some other benefits, and total return shouldn't be the sole focus here. The most undervalued strategy will offer a more attractive starting dividend yield, usually in the 3.5% range. 
and it should perform better in bear markets. The fastest expected growth strategy will start with a much lower dividend yield of about 2.5%, but it should perform better in a bull market. The blended strategy will put you somewhere in the middle in terms of dividend yield and bull and bear market performance. I like each of these strategies because they are easy to understand and very simple to duplicate and follow. I believe over a longer period of time they will continue to outperform Noble and likely keep up pace with SPY. Given that the S&P 500 is now heavily weighted to technology, comparing dividend aristocrats to the index is not a good idea. I compare them just because I'm curious how they perform in relation to the index, but beating the S&P is certainly not a goal for this series. Okay, now that I have covered the basic idea of how this series works, let's take a look at which dividend aristocrats these strategies have selected for September, and after I'll dive deeper into the recent and long-term performance, as well as the buy and hold portfolios that track these strategies. Starting off with the most undervalued strategy, the selections for September are unchanged from August. Valuations have changed over the course of this month, but not enough to push any new aristocrats into the 10 most undervalued list. The 10 most undervalued aristocrats right now are Franklin Resources with a 4.4% dividend yield. The trailing dividend yield for the company is 3.69%, implying a potential 16% undervaluation. I use dividend yield theory in a different way from the most common practice. Instead of comparing the two dividend yields and finding devaluation that way, what I do is I use the trailing dividend yield to find a fair price for a given stock, and then compare the current price to the fair price. To find the fair price, I simply take the current dividend rate and divide it by the trailing dividend yield. For example, take Franklin Resources. The current dividend rate is $1.16, and if we divide this dividend rate by 3.69%, we get a fair price of about $31.44. And if we compare the price for the stock as of August 25th, which was $26.38, to the fair price of $31.44, we see that the current price is about 16% lower than the fair price. You take the current price of $26.38 and subtract the fair price of $31.44. That gives you a value of negative $5.06 and then divide this by the fair price of $31.44. Pretty simple. Okay, going back to the list, and by the way, these are in alphabetical order and not in order of most undervalued. Number two is Clorox with a 3.23% dividend yield. The trailing dividend yield for the company is 2.6%, which implies that it is about 19.6% undervalued. Number three is Ecolab with a 1.22% dividend yield. The trailing dividend yield is 1.04%, implying a 14.7% undervaluation. Number 4 is Lowe's with a 2.05% dividend yield and a 1.75% trailing yield. This also points to a 14.7% potential undervaluation. Number 5 is Medtronic with a 3% dividend yield and a 2.19% trailing yield. Medtronic is about 27% undervalued right now. Number 6 is 3M Company with a 4.29% dividend yield and a 3.2% trailing yield. This gives us a 25% undervaluation. Number 7 is Stanley Black & Decker with a 3.49% dividend yield and a 1.87% trailing yield. Stanley Black & Decker is potentially the most undervalued aristocrat right now, with a 46.5% undervaluation. Number 8 is Tiro Price Group with a 3.97% dividend yield and a 2.66% trailing yield. This gives us a 33% undervaluation. Number 9 is VF Corporation with a 4.75% dividend yield and a 2.66% trailing yield. That puts the company at a 44% undervaluation as the second most undervalued aristocrat this month. And number 10 is Walgreens with a 5.32% dividend yield and a 3.46% trailing yield. Walgreens is about 35% undervalued right now. The average dividend yield for all of the most undervalued aristocrats is a good 3.57%. So the simple strategy is telling me that these 10 aristocrats are potentially the most undervalued right now. But what it doesn't tell me is why. And this is a very important question we need to ask. 
Is the stock beaten down more than average for no justified reason? Or is the company performing poorly and pushed down by the market as a result? That's something for everyone to figure out on their own. I certainly don't want to tell you which stocks to buy or not. But what you can use this list for is to find stocks that you can investigate further. Instead of randomly finding dividend stocks, why not start looking at the most undervalued aristocrats first to see if you can identify one or more that you think could be a winner going forward. In addition to finding the most undervalued aristocrats each month, I have tracked how well a buy and hold portfolio that invests in all 10 most undervalued aristocrats each month has performed. I've been tracking this for almost 13 months now, since we are not fully through August yet. Out of the last 13 months, this portfolio has beaten Noble in just 6 months, which means it underperformed the ETF for 7 of those months. However, when we look at the total return generated by this portfolio and by Noble, the portfolio has beaten Noble by 9.05%. As I mentioned earlier, the strategy doesn't win every month, but over a longer period of time, there have been several months with big wins. For example, in December of 2021, this portfolio returned 10.37%, compared to just 6.54% for Noble. And in January of 2022, this portfolio was up 1.04%, while Noble lost 4.08%. More recently, in May of 2022, this portfolio was up 3.11%, while Noble only gained 0.31%. If we look at just the last 3 months, June, July, and August, the portfolio has underperformed Noble during each month, so it's given up quite a bit of alpha recently. At its peak, the alpha was about 12.5%. I think in the long run it will likely give up even more. I don't expect this strategy to beat Noble by 9% forever. Even if it can generate 1-2% of long-term alpha, I believe that would be great. For one, with this approach you don't have to pay any expense ratio. And you also start with a much nicer dividend yield compared to Noble. Let's move on to strategy number 2, the fastest expected growth strategy. And here we do have changes between September and August. As valuations and earnings estimates shifted, so has the list of the 10 fastest expected growth aristocrats. There are a total of 3 changes, with Air Products and Chemicals, Chevron and Exxon dropping further down the list, and being replaced by Cincinnati Financial, Sherwin-Williams, and Stanley Black & Decker. This list actually changes on a daily basis, as the price of the stocks moves up and down, if there is any dividend increase announcement, or as the long-term earnings estimate is revised. The return forecast is meant to be used as a tool to find the best opportunities at a given point in time. It shows me the aristocrats that are forecast to have the best return from this given moment. That doesn't mean last month's selections that drop further down the list are necessarily bad investments. It simply means there are other aristocrats that potentially present a better opportunity today. Let me read off the top 10 list and then give you some detail on the selections. For the month of September, the 10 aristocrats poised for the best long-term returns are Albermalley, Cincinnati Financial, Medtronic, Nucor, Sherwin-Williams, Stanley Black & Decker, Cisco, Target, T. Rowe Price, and VF Corporation. The average starting dividend yield for all 10 is about 2.59%, considerably lower than the most undervalued selections. Of these 10, Albermalley, Nucor, and Cisco appear to not be potentially undervalued based on dividend yield theory. However, each of these companies has a very high earnings growth estimate, and as a result, even though they are not undervalued, they present a good long-term opportunity. The long-term return forecasts range from a low of 14.32% for Sherwin-Williams to a high of 38.15% for Albermalley. Again, these are just estimates and probably not a good indicator of actual returns. Once I have 5 years worth of results, I can go back and analyze how correlated the return estimate is to the actual returns. But that won't be possible for a long time. This strategy has also beaten Noble for 6 out of the last 13 months. But in terms of long-term performance, it is beating Noble by 6.18%. It's underperforming the most undervalued strategy by 2.86% since inception. And I believe this is mainly due to the bear market we find ourselves in today. In July, when the stock market bounced back and we started to see more green days, the strategy performed very well. 
It beat the most undervalued strategy by 1.09% in July, and is winning by more than 2% in August thus far. Considering that bull markets last longer than bear markets, I would guess this strategy will at some point in the future surpass the most undervalued strategy. Until then, I will document the results patiently. Okay, now on to the final strategy, the blended portfolio that seeks to capitalize the best of the first two strategies. My guess was that the long-term return for this strategy would finish somewhere in between the other two. However, thus far it is the worst performing strategy. It has beaten Noble by only 5.99% since inception, and trails the fastest expected growth strategy by 0.19%. I guess the gap there isn't wide, but not what I initially expected. There are a total of 4 changes to the top 10 list for September. Air Products and Chemicals, Lowe's, 3M, and PPG Industries drop out of the top 10 list, and are replaced by Cincinnati Financial, Sherwin-Williams, Stanley Black & Decker, and Walgreens. Let me read off the top 10 selections for September, and then I'll go into the details. We have Cincinnati Financial, Ecolab, IBM, Medtronic, Sherwin-Williams, Stanley Black & Decker, Target, T. Rowe Price Group, VF Corporation, and Walgreens. The average dividend yield for all 10 is about 3.32%, so about 20 basis points below the most undervalued strategy. The undervaluation ranges from a low of 4.77% for Target to a high of 46.49% for Stanley Black & Decker. The return forecasts range from a low of 13.3% for IBM to a high of 32.59% for VF Corporation. The blended strategy also beat Noble for only 6 out of the last 13 months, which is a total coincidence that all the strategies have 6 winning months. They did not beat Noble during the same months. For example, the fastest expected growth strategy and the blended strategy performed better than the most undervalued strategy in 2021. And in 2022, the most undervalued strategy is performing the best. Additionally, the buy and hold portfolios that track these strategies are made up of different aristocrats and have different allocations. The most undervalued and the blended portfolios are each made up of 29 unique aristocrats, while the fastest expected growth portfolio only has 22 unique aristocrats. There is a lot of overlap between the portfolios in terms of holdings, but the impact and weight of the duplicate holdings does differ. For example, T. Rowe Price Group is included in all three portfolios. In the most undervalued portfolio, T. Rowe has an allocation of 4.32% and a loss of 1.38%. In the fastest expected growth portfolio, T. Rowe has an allocation of 4.6% and a gain of 2.2%. And in the blended portfolio, T. Rowe has an allocation of 5.19% and a loss of 0.47%. If you follow a similar strategy, your results will likely be different than the ones I report here. I like simple strategies because they are easy to follow and don't require a lot of time to implement. There's no proof that a strategy must be complex to be more efficient. I think these strategies have worked well and I believe they will continue to work when measured over long periods of time. The trick is to be patient and confident in the strategy you ultimately choose to follow. I own a few of the dividend aristocrats in my own portfolio, but I mainly focus on the high growth dividend stocks and many aristocrats don't fit this strategy. I hope you enjoyed the video. If you did, please give it a like and subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching and see you next time.